Welcome to the Heathen's Guide to Life, a show with this opinionated jerk and his little brother. Give our take on how to live your best life. I am Kay Ibn Latif. Hey guys, I'm Kay LaShawn. Welcome to our world, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are in for a very interesting ride. The word heathen in this universe called the Heathen's Guide to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, irrespective of what others might think or feel. Make sure you check us out at theheathensguide.com for your one-stop shop to all things heathen. You can listen to the full the full archive of all of our shows and purchase our t-shirts and sweatshirts with the titles heathen which is our signature curate your squad love unapologetically live unapologetically and my personal favorite fuck boys will be fuck boys oh they will you can also connect with us on mixcloud soundcloud stitcher and itunes so search for the heathen's guide to life and follow and subscribe and leave a comment and share 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 with your networks marmy hi it's been like forever and eight days since i've seen you so what's up nothing much you know just uh living and loving and making it through each day this has been a very low energy week for me so i'm just like mm, i'm here mm-hmm. i'm alive are you low vibrating a little bit a little bit and like uh it's weird it's been one of those weeks how are you oh that's all you got mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i am you know i'm good I, there's been there's so much going on in my life um especially in the week that we were off um, but what I'll start with is I started a new eating plan. And I call it that, not a diet, because I see it as an eating plan. I feel like diets are restrictive and I'm not restricted. But um, I have a goal of losing 30 pounds by September. So I have a nutritionist who gives me uh, my meal plan and my grocery list for the week. And I follow it. And it's working already. And I'm pretty encouraged by it. Um, there's that. Remember, um, I told you this was actually um, last year or last season. I told you about the friend who broke up with me. I mean, it was like two. Which one? Only one friend broke up with me. Remember the prostitute? There wasn't a friend. No, that was a, a fuckboy. Oh, no, like my a, friend. Oh, my like friend. Your, you know, in the gay life, it, like my friend. No, 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 no. <laughs> my friend, oh, friend that broke up oh, with me. And the I was, woman, right? The woman friend. Mm-hmm. So. She, um, I reached out, I had sent her and another friend like a text when I would, when I did that thing for you, when I did that video for United Airlines, just yeah. because I shared it with everybody, I didn't really care. Okay. So then she had some really good news in her life recently and she shared it with, um, our mutual friend because it was really three of us. It was me, the one that broke up with me and another friend. It was like, I call it like three the hard way. Mm. So she sent in our, in our kind of group text, the, the three of us, the image of like her, of her new good news. So I, outside of that text, um, sent her like a separate text saying, oh, you know, um, I had it that you broke up with me as a friend. So I'm glad I, I'm, I, um, you sharing this, you sharing uh, this news was, was nice. I, yeah. th- I think, I think it was a good gesture. So yeah. thank you. 
So then she was like, yeah, we should talk. Let's find time in the spring. And I just rolled my eyes in my head. Like, I'm not doing this again with you. Yeah, so um, now she misses you. No, she doesn't. You don't think so? No, because for me, it doesn't take planning a fucking, and it's a, like a, a whole season to have a conversation. <laughs> right. If, if you don't have a conversation, then you would have it. Yeah. I don't care how busy you are. You can mm-hmm. take fucking 10 minutes and have a conversation. So clearly, and she said, and, and, and actually, she said the same thing the last time I, I brought something up to her about oh. like whatever was going on. We should talk, but da, 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 da. Okay. let's find time next month. Get out of here. So um, that's that. And finally, um, I don't know. That's all that I really care to share. It's funny that you're actually on like a new eating plan because I am too. I've been eating like nuts and berries all week and until, that's probably why I don't have any energy until you decide to cheat and have a fucking cheeseburger with bacon and shit I told you I had confidence no you didn't <laughs> and if you did so what <laughs> that was my cheat day Fridays are my cheat day right. so like I um, and I'm nuts and berries to fucking meat bread and cheese yeah and now I feel sluggish because I haven't I haven't had that in a while mm-hmm. so I'm just like mm. you know what else I'll share actually um, I finally got on prep Yo, that's a big deal. It is, and I was so resistant to it, and I still like am like, all right, I'll do it because I, I'm, I should. I have had you know one too many scares, but like, all right, fine, let me do it. But is it like birth control? Are you gonna gain weight? No, that's good. No, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's not hormonal, so no, I don't see that happening. Do you feel like you'll be more inclined to be a whore? No. Okay. My whorish days are pretty much done. Like okay. I, I've kind of like I've kind of for the most part hung up I've I've mainly hung up my fuckboy card. So you don't want to be a player no more. Well, I mean, part of it is my being. So I mean, I will always have some kind of fuckboy tendencies. But the but to the extent of the fuckboy that I was, I don't know that I'm that I'm him anymore. He so. was doing the most for a little bit, baby. <laughs> good times. Good Forever times. has lived. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> So anyway, we have a special guest in the house. Oh, uh, wait. Do I, is it time? Is it time to? No. Oh yeah. Before we go into, I forget. I have to turn it back to you. What Thank you, have, you. What else do you have to add, Kamara? I um nothing. Good. Okay. <laughs> so we have a special guest this week. Um, you know, Kamara and I talk a lot about. Um, actually, we don't talk a lot about this. Mm-mm. But Kamara and I um both have been exposed to kind of the invisible world our entire life through our aunt that we oftentimes will reference. So um, we've always known, you know, about psychics and clairvoyance and numerology and astrology and various forms of kind of practices um, that aren't Christian. And so we have a special guest in the house today that's going to talk to us about divination and other kind of traditions um, that we don't necessarily practice here in America a lot, and the occult. So welcome, Katrina, to our show. Hello. Thank you for having me. What's up, Katrina? We're overjoyed to have you here. This is subject matter that I find fascinating. Um, I don't. I, 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 I oftentimes in my life say that I'm a witch, and I kind of say that half joking and half serious. I don't, I don't know that I know enough about what a witch is to really claim that I am one, but I do know that I'm sensitive enough to energy and kind of, um, I would just use energy um, in the world around me to know that I'm tuned into something um, that I can't really explain. And I and I live my life according to that a lot. So Katrina, uh, can you tell us a little bit about kind of yourself and um, kind of what 
what your current spiritual practices are. Okay, well, um, first and foremost, I consider myself, I guess, a root worker. Mm-hmm. And I practice mostly in the Hoodoo, Santeria, and Obeya traditions. Mm-hmm. So Hoodoo is mostly African-American folk magic used a lot uh, through slavery. And it appeals to me the most because it takes very little material and it's not... I don't think as caught up in all the pomp and circumstances of some other traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's commonly said that all you need is a candle and a glass of water to practice hoodoo. And it's very true. It relies on uh, a lot of the person's intent. Because if you think about you know, its origins, um, in slavery, people weren't working with much to begin with. So right. it was really you know what your prayer was Mm -hmm. um and just leaving out something for the spirits uh to show that you're appreciative okay um my mentor um that i actually told me i was psychic um practices santeria and i've learned a lot of different spells and and um, traditions from her as well santeria comes from latin america correct? yes okay also cuba okay yes and um i've learned a lot from her as well Mm mm-hmm and I also practice Obeya, which is um, native to Jamaica. Okay. And it's very similar. It's just another folk practice as well that kind of mishmashes, you know, um, as I was telling you a little earlier, Hinduism, Catholicism, mm-hmm. pretty much any religion that's ever touched the island. Got it. Mm-hmm. So let's let's back up even a little more um, to your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, do your parents practice any of these any of these uh traditions how were you raised yeah um i guess i was raised um pretty Mm non-religious um my grandparents i guess my grandfather was irish catholic and then i guess my grandmother or and the rest of my family may be christians but myself i've never really grown up in a specific you know like your parents didn't like have you going to church every week and nope and and neither were they in church every week no got it how did you um, come in contact with your mentor I actually um, got a reading from her one day and she was able to uh, I guess tune into the fact that I was a bit psychic and also telling her about a bunch of my experiences um, in life and sort of like very clairvoyant um, clairaudient which is kind of hearing spirit moments Mm -hmm. that I've had Mm -hmm. and um yeah she kind of mentored me through um the process of learning how to read cards different divination tactics and how to i guess clear my mind so that i could better use my gifts you just use a word that i i'm familiar with but i don't really know how to uh, um articulate which is divination right what is divination divination um is are several different practices that can be used to I guess, speak to the spirit world and speak to otherworldly things. So most people see tarot cards. That's a form of divination because you're kind of, you know, asking whatever spirits you pray to, uh, to show you what's going on in the world around you. Um, you can do the same. Some people use bone readings. Mm. Some people... Bone readings? Yeah, bone readings. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that yeah. before. Okay. It's um, mostly African practice. Um, some In the Middle East, they use tea leaves, coffee mm-hmm. grinds. Um, some people, I guess, use pendulums. and Numerology. Numerology. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do a lot of wax reading and candle reading as well. Seeing, um, watching the flames and how they uh, spark or don't spark, how fast the candle burns. So a lot of pyromancy. Pyromancy, like I like that word. Yeah. So what it, what it sounds like to me is like these traditions, at least the ones that, you, that you're talking about, kind of uh, infer that the universe is always communicating with you. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's, they're always looking to kind of answer you or guide you if you know if you know where to look. Yes, absolutely. So do these in these practices, I guess, kind of focus your attention so that you know what you're looking at. Right. Right. Um, when did you first have a sense from yourself that you were psychic? Or that you were even attracted to any of these kind of traditions? Um, I've been having very, very vivid, you know, dreams since I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of always knew that I could, for better, a lack of a better word, tell the future. Or I knew or I could sense or see what was coming, mm -hmm. mostly in my dreams. Um, I think it was when I was a teenager that I started actually seeing spirits or different entities and then like actually seeing yeah them. seeing them like seeing like physically like yeah seeing. seeing them okay and then i guess in my early 20s i developed a bit of clairaudience mm -hmm. um, which is being able to hear spirit and that one to me out of all of them are is the i guess creepiest one because it's like you don't really know um what you're hearing or where it's coming from and it's kind of constant mm -hmm. And I feel like people don't even realize that they're clairaudient where if you ever have like a sensation or like your ears are start, start ringing, mm -hmm. that's usually to me spirit telling you that something's coming or something's happening that you need to be paying attention to. So that's also just part of, wow. yeah. What are some of the other ways that um, you can identify if a spirit's near you? Uh, flames, okay. especially if I have a candle going, which is usually most of the time. Um, a feeling that you're not alone a lot of time too if the room gets heavier mm -hmm. or lighter um, yeah I like to say I mean I'm, the, I'm I'm aware of you know being connected to source whatever that source is for mm -hmm. you and how our life as we're as we're kind of groomed to a large degree takes takes us away from that like mm -hmm. not to trust our connection um, to the source so I, I always found all these, all what you're talking about very interesting that how you can even, you can read something like tea leaves and that tells you something. Um, I think that's really interesting. I um, um, want to kind of jump to kind of this duality of like dark and light, good and bad, um, good and evil, magic, right? First of all, um, for the sake of just having a common language, what is magic, at least in your experience? Magic is anything that is otherworldly and that the supernatural makes happen. And magic is, you know, all around us and anyone can access it. Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize just the power of the spoken word itself and putting that in the universe and sending that out is stating your intent. And even through, um, I guess, plans you have for yourself or things that you do in your daily life, I guess the universe, to me, the universe is watching you and seeing how you're trying to prepare or what direction you're going to in, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. Totally. So you can't, I guess, say that, you know, 
you want to be a doctor and sit, you know, on your couch all day and, and not do anything. I feel like the universe sees that. And the universe also, on the other hand, sees people who are putting in work and stuff like that and rewards them accordingly. Mm -hmm. so. so, you know, coming from um, kind of a Christian background, it's, you know, very about, it's very much about duality, mm -hmm. good and bad. Um, but from what I know about, um, about, I guess I don't really know the word to call these traditions, earth-based traditions, folk kind of, what's the word? I, 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 don't, I don't want to call it witchcraft necessarily. The it's occult, not maybe? Witchcraft. The occult. occult? Is that one? Um, I would just say they're folk-based traditions because a lot of them are tied to culture. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of these folk-based traditions, the lines of good and bad are very blurred, right? Right. So um, when in your practice, um, I guess, how do I, how do I ask this? How do you apply this to, I guess, work? Is it, is all the work that you tend to do focused on yourself or is it for other people? Like, tell me about that. Right. So, you know how people say, Oh, I want something bad to happen to him. Right. Is, is, is that something that really actually happens in these traditions? I mean, it can. Um, of course, you can always get into darker traditions, get into darker rituals, and I guess that's up to you um, if you want to do that and if you want to actually embrace those energies. For me, I don't necessarily believe in the kind of westernized idea of karma, like if you do something bad, something bad will happen to you or you like re-put yourself. I more believe it in it in the way that, you know, kind of like in Hindu mythology where it's you're creating good karma by fulfilling your dharma, which is your, the duty of your state of life. So as long as you're moving towards fulfilling that, you're reaping good karma, you know? Um, so I don't necessarily believe in, you know, tit for tat, good, bad. The universe is way too busy to be keeping score on people <laughs> right. like that, you know. But I do think that opening certain doors and working with certain materials, it leaves a stain. And a big a big part about witchcraft that people people want the love spells, the money spells, they don't want the cleansing spells. They don't want to, you know, spend any time or money on that. First of all, you can't attract anything if you don't cleanse. Cleansing spells for what? Tell like me about your that. aura, um, things you've, I guess, done, bad energies you've picked up. As I said, um, people don't really realize even like the evil eye is something that people give you accidentally. They look, they look on you with jealousy, and that's how you catch evil eye. Mm. So like you don't know what you're picking up from you know different encounters that you have. Um, I feel like if you're doing a dark ritual and you're kind of purposely bringing those energies towards you, you don't, it's not necessarily an easy cleanup, if Got that it. makes sense. Is yeah. that what you mean by it leaves a stain? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Going back to karma, I never necessarily equated karma to only bad things come back right. to you. It was always for me about what my intentions are. Right. Um, my, it's, it's my intentions that come back. Mm -hmm. Um whether they're good or bad mm -hmm. and i don't want to even say good or bad you know i guess um whether my intentions are to harm or if my intentions are to harm somebody else then i'm kind of inviting that kind of harmful energy back to me if my intentions are to help 
mm-hmm. or to empower or to whatever or, mm-hmm. or to serve um, going out, then that kind of energy that I that I that I create to go out comes back to me as well. That's yeah, how, me too. That's yeah. how I've always seen karma um, right. and reciprocity in that mm-hmm. kind of way. Mm-hmm. I want to know. You have anything to say? I do actually. So just before we move on from good and bad, I've always looked at it um, as being two parts of one continuum. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you know, it's. Like Katab said, it's kind of blurred. It's blurred because you don't always know when you're crossing from one axis to the other. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um, light and dark um, and picking up darker energies or dealing with darker material, mm-hmm. how do you personally know when you're crossing into the dark side or going back into more of a lighter side of things? Um, I would say simply physically, actually. The yeah. last... The last uh, dark spell that I did and it was for it wasn't for me it was for a client and I realized that it wasn't justified simply because like I was working with this thing called black salt and Mm -hmm. it's it's it does bad things and I literally stepped on it and the day later I had like a gum infection I was like this is not happening I was like this is like I felt it I was like no um yeah so I just think physically um but a lot of times before I do any sort of ceremony or spell um, root doctors are called root doctors because you consult them first. So I'm going to want to divinate your problem first before I just throw mm. magic at you. So usually that's something I would have caught if I would have done a divination first and, you know, seen, you okay. know, that it wasn't something that the gods would accept or be pleased with. Yeah, we talked a lot about kind of in general stuff, but you also offer this work as a service to others, mm-hmm. right? So how does that work? So if I wanted, if I were going to um, come to you for some kind of service, what would mm-hmm. it be? How would I, A, how would I find you? And B, what would you be able to do for me or with me? Right. So I offer tarot readings for people. And usually after a tower reading, I will tell you, um, based on, on the are the cards, um, what kind of spiritual work you should or could do, if any. Let me interrupt for those who don't know what tarot is. What's tarot? Um, they're cards. Basically, it's usually a 78-card deck. Um, they're made with different illustrations from all over the world. And they're just used as a very popular form of divination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to kind of define tarot reading because kind of every reader that I've ever come across reads and interprets a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So there's no one set style or right way to do it. Um, when I'm laying out cards, I usually just stop whenever my intuition tells me to mm-hmm. and lay them out however intuition tells me to. Okay, so, so I can come to you to tarot reading. Yeah. Um, then based on my tarot reading, I can tell you if you need maybe a love spell, a money spell, um, if you need a cleansing, if for some reason you're cursed or hexed or jinxed or whatever the case may be. So I'll tell you based on the tarot reading, the different types of works you can get. Um, I get a lot of money clients. I get a lot of also, of course, love spells. And um, I also offer like um, things that people don't really associate with magic, uh, self-care rituals and, you know, ways to kind of increase your personal power, um, protect yourself in your home. So there's magic covers pretty much all bases of your life. It's not just kind of, I guess, what people would think of as the personal gain items Mm -hmm. that you I guess want magic for it's not all. It's not all about personal gain. No. Okay, so um, for some of the 
traditional witches that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. They, they call themselves all different things, but we can just, you know, for the sake of, of a term, you know, we call them witches today. A lot of them, their way into a reading or their way into the spirit realm is through like meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that tarot is your way in when it comes to dealing with a client? Um, in what way? So when it comes to actually opening um, a connection to that person to actually read them. Right. So I do a cleansing ritual before I read my clients. Mm-hmm. I just use Florida water, which is a very common blessing, clearing um, liquid. Okay. For lack of a better term, or popularly used in Santeria and, and Hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I kind of get in tune and I guess open that doorway. Okay. Um, yeah. And then. Yeah, I guess tarot is the second step in that I do the reading and then I'm able to assess the problem. I'm speaking to spirit through the cards. So they're telling me the problem, what the problem is with the person or what I can do for them. And when you speak to spirit, what are you receiving? I know you said that you can sometimes hear spirits, you can see them. Can you explain that experience a little bit? Um, With hearing them, Usually it goes along with having a feeling of keen intuition or like the sense that, I don't know, the sense that I was supposed to be paying attention to what was happening. Okay. And I don't know, as I said before, my ears start ringing and then I can start to hear voices. Like actual, like my voice right now, it sounds yes. like someone's talking yes. to you. A, a person, a yes. person talking. Yes. Okay. And or I'll have a thought pop into my head or a complete sentence that wasn't there Mm. that has to do with a problem in my life or something that's going on. Um, And what about visually? Visually, I see a lot of shadows Mm. and also a lot of orbs. What's an orb? I guess a ball of light. Get Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I actually took some pictures in my room because people think I'm crazy Mm -hmm. until I take pictures of like my root work and my magic spells and I'm like look at all those like weird things around like my room it's not just me have photo evidence I love that so um a lot of people in general when they hear the word witch or witchcraft Mm -hmm. it comes with um a bit of a negative connotation heavy what heavy anti-god devil shit Yeah. yeah like um I'm sure you're familiar with that, right? Yeah, definitely. How, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, you can't help everybody. If I'm not, you know, I went to school. I can't school everybody. Mm-hmm. If you choose to remain ignorant, that's on you. I can give you, you know, if you want to be receptive and if you want to learn about different things, then that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Um, but it is just fairly just ignorant because people don't even know where these traditions come from or anything about them. Yeah. And, and I would can. also say that those people who kind of have that stance of this is the devil's word, mm-hmm. this is evil, um, it comes from their traditions yeah. that they plug into and that's their do- that's their is it dogma. But it's that's their that's, yeah. that's part of their belief system. So they're just adhering to like what their belief system is just like how those of us who are open to this work are like, oh, great, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. That's right. our tradition. So I don't want to like knock them because, but it definitely is. I mean, I've always 
also, um, people tend to fear what they don't know. Right. In general, I think that's a yeah. human thing. Yeah. So it could also be like a, a self-preservation type thing. Like, I don't know what I'm about to get into. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to like, I'm afraid I'm not going to deal with it. So with that being said, um, when you actually confess that you're a witch to people, mm-hmm. uh, is that something that you're mindful of? Like the fact that, yo, this person could be afraid of me? Or do you just like feel it beforehand? Um, I kind of stopped hiding the fact a very long time ago because mm-hmm. I just don't care. Right. It's who I am. Boss. <laughs> it, yeah. But I would guess that it wouldn't even come up in casual conversation um, because again, if you aren't kind of about that life, if you aren't really interested in that and if you aren't interested in that in that subject matter, it wouldn't really come up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the reason, I forget. I've I, So I've known Katrina for like a little while now and our paths crossed a bit in our professional lives first mm-hmm. and i didn't really pay much attention i just wasn't really we didn't oh sorry God. guys we, we in the hood the, <laughs> we have the window open because it's our first warm day in a while so i asked to have the window open the so. actually the windows sorry. are closed it's just we is in the hood well no the noise is coming from somewhere oh I'm the sorry. door is open yeah anyway okay. back to that so yeah, i yeah. kind of would see katrina around say hey just because of courtesy and then when we connect when we um we were hanging out at a mutual friend's house that's when it came out. I forget how I asked or how it came out. I was like, oh, are you a witch? And I was like, oh, God. And then I hold the nature of our, of our relationship <laughs> shifted because now we have a different, a different kind of common interest. But I wouldn't have asked that if I didn't, A, know something about, um, uh, um, about witches and about people who practice folk traditions and kind of have an open and openness to it so i mean i get why you can be really open about it and then nobody and still no one knows yeah but you know even with the openness for me in the past i've been very open to people in general and it has for lack of a better term opened me up to harm or to physical discomfort because um I'm just so open. So now what I do is, and you probably sensed this when you met me, like I kind of shield myself until I'm okay with inviting that person into my personal space. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to know personally from you, is that a thing that you do? Like, do you shield yourself or protect yourself in a certain way to, to um, I guess, to avoid harm? Magically or physically? Both. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I have to. Yeah, magically, definitely, you have to stay protected um, because you don't really know who like random shit. You know? Yeah, random things that mean <laughs> you harm. I guess random accidents you could have gotten into. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, I tell everybody to put yourself in a mirror box. It keeps harm mm. from you. Just take a picture of yourself and put a box mirrors around oh literally yeah literally yeah. oh yeah <laughs> very literally <laughs> so simone always says to to envision um to envision, white light around you no she no? well that too for, for certain things but she always says envision because i do hair on the side and so i'm always in people's crown chakra mm-hmm. so i pick up a lot of stuff from people mm-hmm. um i usually it's interesting how i can just ask them what's going on in their life and doing their hair and they'd be like well how you know that because mm. I feel it because mm. I can because I feel it but she says because of that especially to imagine um, that I'm that I'm uh, surrounded by a glass bowl that I'm that I'm I'm enclosing like a, gl- a glass a glass something so that I'm kind of that's the white light she's called the glass okay. not white light okay. but it is it's the same thing yeah. it's having it's a, a barrier between me and um, the rest of the world mm. 
But so much of this work is invisible. And it's yeah. like kind of, it exists in your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess isn't that different than any other kind of religion. It's all invisible. You know, I think the difference is, is that there's physical representations for what's in the consciousness. Right. And that's what I always think is interesting about voodoo and hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of things are physical, like an offering. The mm-hmm. idea that you would put something on an altar to represent what you're giving to the spirit that you're connecting to. That's yeah. really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of religions um, don't have that, or they don't have a concept for the physical part. Mm-hmm. Um, although in Christianity, you know, there's the blood and the and the wine, you know, so. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good point. Um, a lot of it is um, invisible mm-hmm. and things that you can't see. So, um, in Christianity, I guess there's, you know, a lot of prayer and people, you know, say their prayers out loud and it's all verbal. Yeah. But in more folk traditions, what happens is you're actually allowed to make your prayer. So just as you, you know, imagine that white light around you for protection. Yeah. I'm just going to, in my tradition, carry a mojo bag. What's you that? Know? It's, everyone says they lost their mojo. No one knows what a mojo bag is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's basically <laughs> a protective charm that one would carry. Or it doesn't have to be for, for protection. It could draw on luck. It could draw on money. But a projection mojo bag is always good. So is it a physical your, bag? It's a physical bag. Wow. Nobody else is supposed to see it. So. Mm. Oh, my God. I was going to say, can I see your bag? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Read about mine, mind, girl. <laughs> you actually carry it around with you? Absolutely. Like on your person? On my person. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Where else can we go with this? I want to go somewhere. Um, we got really five minutes. Fun. Oh shit! <laughs> so uh, you say that you talk to spirits, mm-hmm. and do you have a favorite spirit? Like one that I you don't want to say that. No. Okay. Okay, but do you connect with one more than the other sometimes? Um. Yes, I okay. do. Okay. You don't have to disclose it if you don't want to. Yeah. Um. I think you. I already. I, they already know. Um. I prayed a lot, a lot to Elegua. Mm-hmm. He's. Um, you know, Elwa, Orisha, he's part of those, that pantheon of gods, I, I w- would say. But he is the road keeper, the gatekeeper. He okay. provides opportunity and removes blockages. And he is also the gatekeeper if you want to pay tribute to any of the other gods in that tradition. Okay. So you have to talk to him first and gain his favor or else, you know, you're praying to no but one. Are spirits technically connected to a human being somewhere? Or um, at one point were they? Well, certain types of spirits, yes. Mm. For spirits, I kind of just mean anything supernatural. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you if you were to claim who your favorite is, that is that offensive to the other the the other um, spirits out there? I don't think so. And also, uh, spirits kind of choose you because you can be working with several different spirits that just don't want to mess with you for whatever reason. Yeah, they're just not feeling you for whatever reason. Yeah, and um, I feel like people work best with spirits that, you know, if you're Catholic, you can be doing a hoodoo prayer or ceremony with St. Peter or St. Michael or whoever your ancestors probably prayed to. And I feel like you'd have a greater success rate than if you worked with probably a Hindu god Mm. or something like that. So I always say, pray to your ancestors and the gods of your ancestors. I'm so happy that you brought that up because a lot of folks don't know that there's intersections between the Western type of spirituality mm-hmm. and then, you know, the folk stuff too. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you mentioned earlier that there's a Jesus mm-hmm. in your um, practices sometimes. And then the same thing with other yeah. religions, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that um, 
In folk religions, especially in Hoodoo, we just kind of take everything on. It's like the idea that everyone's right. There's like there's no one way to access the divine, which is why it's kind of crazy when you do meet like Christians and stuff, and they're very closed off because they're just like, "You're welcome." Like, yeah. what you do works, what I do works. Thank like, you. however you want to speak to God, it's probably gonna well, work. Christians are pretty consistent about them about thinking that it's their way or only. I mean, right. they colonize complete countries and continents mm -hmm. in the name of in the name of 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 that religion right and so yeah what, what i love about about kind of these um traditions being alive still is that you know this is this was this was like this was how our ancestors were able to survive right taking their taking their their traditions and kind of hiding them through Christianity to still maintain their practices. And so they're still very much alive. Before we close it off, I always like to give our people a little something special. Is there any recommendation that you can give to our listeners about cleansing themselves daily? Because I know you said that's really important. Right. So, um, you know, back to the kind of humble roots of all this folk magic. Mm -hmm. You can bless the salt in your house just with a prayer. You can say uh, Psalms 23 or whatever blessing you want over right. it. You can use it as a scrub if you need to. Mm. Uh, you can use cinnamon for luck and put that in a scrub. You just pray your intent over it. Uh, you can go buy some Florida water or rose water or whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. It's really just about the intent. And I would just do it daily. I still have more questions, though. <laughs> well, it's, it's over. I wasn't, so I wasn't sorry. Ready. I wasn't ready to, to you stop. You said we only had five minutes. Well, I'm running this, and I want to talk about it. <sighs> so my, que my, my final question, actually. That's not, it's not final. Come on. Okay. If, you, if you have more, let's, let's, let's go for it. I mean, we can make the time you want. What I want to know is, um, so um, I have... Um, and Kamar and me, Kamar share the same kind of spiritual advisor. But I have in my wheelhouse, I have a, I have my psychic, who um, I get my um, readings. I also get Reiki. Mm -hmm. I also go to a shaman mm -hmm. who do energy work. Um, so, what what are your thoughts about a person kind of having different people kind of tuning into their spiritual self? Is that something that that is advised should you just have like one kind of spiritual advisor is it fine to have more is it fine to have more and i ask this really because of you know letting all these people into your energy field um and and, and vice versa like what effect does that have on us them like i guess what are your what are your thoughts about a person having more than one spiritual advisor or practitioner I would say, um, I think the number you have is fine. I wouldn't have, you know, 10 different people doing 10 different things. But um, even as a practitioner, I try not to read on myself and be biased. So I have a love reader and then I have, because I feel like he does very good love work as well, like root work, um, that I just go to for love readings. And then I'll have my spiritual advisor for everything else. And different, I guess, spiritual mentors or teachers have certain gifts and it is okay to lean on those gifts uh, if you feel that they're more talented in certain areas than another. Kamar, you have one last thing to ask? Oh my goodness, I have a hundred. But the last thing I will ask is when it comes to picking up vibes, you know, I know a lot of times folks like to turn it off mm -hmm. just to um, keep their own sanity. Mm -hmm. um, when it's on, how do you, um, how do you feel sensationally? Like someone's screaming at you. Oh my god! 
or it just feels really heavy and a lot of times and i didn't realize when i was until i was older like you feel like like lashing out like your energy gets really dark and you have to actually watch out when someone makes you just feel that uneasy that you're just like mm -hmm. so I, I get away yeah is that usually their spirit not um connected with your spirit um yeah i guess that's so. one way to put it yeah how else could you put it um I just, I guess your spirit reacting. Yeah. Mm, like reaction. I reject you. Yeah. yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> if you, so I guess to close out, um, Katrina, if you wanted to, I guess, impart any final words or thoughts or messages to the listeners, what would you want to say about whatever we talked about, about, about folk traditions, about the spiritual practices? What is it that you want people to know from your wheelhouse of expertise? I would like people to know that they can really take, I guess, magic and prayer into their own hands and create miracles for themselves. Um, a lot of what my journey, this spiritual journey has brought to me is also just self-confidence and, you know, knowing that I'm kind of in control. Do you want to invite the people to find you somewhere? Yes, you can. Um, my Instagram is Brooklyn's Roots. All right. And you can order for me or readings, whatever you'd like. So when I um, upload this show to uh, to all the networks, we'll definitely um, tag um, Katrina's Instagram so, and so you can find her. So thank you for sharing all that you've shared with us. Uh, you, you provide really a wealth of wisdom um, about subject matter that I find incredible incredibly interesting and that i hope mm -hmm. our listeners also appreciate so thank you please stay with us because now it's time to talk some dun, shit dun, dun, okay. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is the time for kamar and me to air out the shit that grinds our gears and i'm gonna start with all this outpouring of love and support for nipsey hustle oh that's a good one and you know what of course nobody likes to see when somebody in our community um especially a celebrity it's gunned down for like something senseless who was doing something for the dead for their people at the same time people are killed all the time right so i'm kind of over this like conspiracy theory about he was killed because of because of the doctors of the dr sabi documentary that he was that he was just kind of thinking about he wasn't even started working on it yet he, 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 he could barely see the man he could barely even say his name right um and this kind of like holding like lauren london down like i don't recall all this for when biggie got killed like i'm oh. I, I'm just like, why now? Why yeah. are people so tuned in? Why are people so in a dither that this man got killed? It's about being on the bandwagon. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. And um, I think what's different about this death is that he was perceived as a relatively good gangster. Mm -hmm. And some some gangsters, even Biggie, like Biggie made a lot of lyrics about like, you know, killing people and like, you know, rape and shit like that. But I don't know if this guy had any of that in his back pocket. I don't know his music very much. Me, me either. And a lot of a lot of people who are praising him don't. But they are hearing so much about the good stuff about this man. And he was really, really into um, providing for his community. And he was trying to do something good. And he was literally killed while trying to do something good. Yeah. So I think that's probably what people um, are identifying with. But personally... If I'm on IG and I see like Nipsey Hustle stuff, I kind of just I get off. Keep going. I just scroll right past. I don't point. even scroll past because it's just too much. Like it's everywhere. It was. It's everywhere. It and was. his his funeral um is coming up soon. I think it's Thursday, so maybe that it, will it's going to be at the Staples Center, like a major. I think they have, they they have award shows there. It's going to be a huge ass. It's going to be huge. 
Again, I don't want to shit on the hip hop community for like wanting to like honor one of their fallen, but like, I mean, it's like overkill for me. But this is, I think the thing is, is that this is different for folks. This is something that nobody expected because it's like, who could hate Nipsey Hussle? It was like that type of thing from what I'm gathering. So yeah, I feel you on that. All right. What do you want to talk shit about? I want to talk shit about grown ass men and women who don't know how to flush the toilet properly. You did that already, Kamar. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That was about people who don't wash their hands. You said about about flushing toilet too. Did I? Yes. Well, it happened again. <laughs> At work? At work. And like, I go into the stall and there's a big old, you know, thing there. And I'm like, I Wait, just turn around. Your office doesn't have like automatic like toilets that that flush you like, know have what a sensor. they do but they also have a button as well yeah so i think if you're depending on the sensor and you don't hear flush flush it flush it yourself this is nasty because that just like if i'm going to take a leak and i walk up to the <laughs> toilet and there's a big old glob of tissue there it just fucks up my whole vibe like not, not like like this shit bothers me so if i've talked about it before i i'm, I'm not surprised but yeah I'm like, yo, you grown. And then on top of that, I happen to know the nasty non-flusher. You do? A little bit. And I'm like, he's mm, white, isn't he? I'm not going to tell, uh-huh. but Let you're nasty. Not, not so racist. You're nasty. And I only, I can't believe I've talked about this before. I hope he listens to the That's show. That's disgusting. I hope he how listens to the fix, show. How do you fix, you know, I just really, you know, I take that back. I take that back. Because when you're, I, I guess you people who see, people can see work as like a public place. So, so they don't care about the mess they make in the bathroom and expect <laughs> like the housekeeping staff to just clean it. But, you know. Actually, I'm going to tell, my lover is going to be so mad. Um, but my partner of, of many, many years, okay, um, when we first got together, he would commonly just not flush. And the problem was, I guess when he was a kid somewhere, they would always like, like if you flush the toilet before you get in the shower, it would like fuck up the shower and then be cold for a minute. Mm-hmm. So he just always flushed after the shower. Okay. And at, sometimes he'd forget. So I would go into the bathroom and find a nasty surprise for years. It'd really? be full of shit because he forgot. You know what bothers me on the same vein about this? The guy that I'm talking to will like not wipe the seat. Oh, I'm, I don't want you to fucking piss things on my damn toilet. It's going, it's going to turn brown and fuck my toilet oh, up. Nasty. I think it's so. I, I really it's like. Just nasty. It's nasty. Niggas just don't want to. Just wipe the fucking yeah. toilet. Wipe the seat. Wipe the bowl down after Hell you finish yeah. peeing. Or, or if you sit down and leave a mark for your nasty butt, that too. Yeah, that too. Like that part, because I don't want to see that. Like, seriously, we can go on forever for this, so. Uh, this is really about talking shit. I mean, literally, I mean, literally, literally talking, talking about shit. shit. And, you know, I feel like I want to reiterate, wash your hands as well. Yes, you wash your hands after you, number one and number two. And number two. Niggas is grown and they don't know how to clean their ass. I'm right. gonna totally redirect the conversation please, about my next talking shit thing. Please. I'm gonna talk shit about women who smoke black and miles. Oh, that's so sexist. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I so I don't mind women that smoke cigarettes, that smoke weed. There's something about seeing a woman smoking a black and mild that is so fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's so déclassé. I lose. I, it's so déclassé. <laughs> I re, I literally, literally, literally. If I see a woman who smokes black and mild, I'm like, you a fucking dirty rat. <laughs> I, I hate it. It's so nasty. Because then there's always people who smoke black and mouse. It's always like if they're like standing in one place, at their feet is a pool of like spit globs. Mm. So then I imagine a woman doing the same thing. Nasty. It's just so unlady. 
<laughs> what about women who um, smoke cigars? I love it. What? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's actually kind of sexy. Women who chew tobacco. <laughs> I don't see that. That's some southern, ain't got no teeth, you live in the backwoods type shit. But like literally, I'm telling you, because I went to the movies last night to see us, right? Oh, wow. And when we came out, it was one I saw these hood these uh these uh a pack of hood chick a, a pack of hood chicks walking out and one one of them had a black amount in her mouth and I'm like fucking rat I just I just wow. really find it. clearly I'm, I'm black and mouths are hood anyway they are hood so I don't again I'm not as off put by the idea of men smoking blacks I don't care about that until until I see the fucking pool of spit at their feet then I lose then I just find them nasty too and then they mouth y'all fucking having yuck mouth I just really do hate black and mouth all together between the smell between the yuck mouth that you have because you smoke them and then it's just worse for women I just held women to a higher standard you um, are a little sexist today you said it's not ladylike what am I not the sexist? Fuck? That listen, is right. I have ways about. I listen. <laughs> I am not this fucking like everybody equal. Everybody's yeah. all inclusive. That's not who I am. I believe in. I believe in. I believe in. Um, in exclusivity. I believe that there's some things that are that are things that men do. Some things that women do. I do still hold on to some of those to some wow. of those of those traditions. What about you, Katrina? Do you feel that way? Um, as a lady, I feel like that men should take a more provider role but that's really Mm -hmm. it I don't think it's wrong either way alright yeah is there anything that you want to talk shit about oh my gosh I was thinking about girls who like just mouth song lyrics and Instagram videos and like move their head around it's like the most irritating thing in the world and they move their fingers and shit too like Like, go away my little cousin does that with her fucking rat ass too I'm like So it's safe to say that's a hood hood rat thing. I I don't think it's exclusive. I think it's just a dumbass thing. That's a good one. It is. All right. Let's do one. Come on. Do you have one last one? I do, but you kind of touched on it already. It was about the conspiracy theories on Facebook. That shit bothers me. Like, say that until until next week. Oh, that's a whole whole thing I can get into. Baby. Y'all need to stop that fake wokeness. All right. There you go. Okay. Okay. Well. That's our time together. There you go. We hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the various topics we discuss. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Yes, and please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's just The Heathen's Guide to Life, so give us a search. And on IG, it's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Make sure you go to our website, theheathensguide.com, and sign up for the mailing list. Check out our archives of all of our shows and buy some motherfucking merchandise. <laughs> Look us up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Stitcher, and iTunes and subscribe. Leave a comment and share with your friends. Tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. Blessings and peace to all. Mm-hmm. <laughs>